your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. I'm Spencer. And I'm Mark. That spells spark. Your spark of inspiration to explore Game Pass. Charging sequence at 30%. 50%, Chief. 70%. 90%. This is Spark Pass. Welcome, everybody, to Spark Pass, your Xbox Game Pass Game of the Month Club. What's going on, everybody? My name is Mark. I'm joined by Spencer. Spencer, what's going on, man? I'm going really fast. we got a lot to do today. <laughs> man, you were not kidding when you told me you had an energy drink before this podcast. Holy I, crap. <laughs> dude, I I am telling you, man. We I I don't know. Like I was looking at our notes for, for today. It was like all the shit we got to do. I'm like, oh, my God, there's a lot to cover. I'm going to need a lot of energy. Let's get a lot of energy. Let's get it going. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do you need like a new sync point so you can slow you down to like half speed to keep up with me? <laughs> Make this no, like actually evened up. I think we'll be okay, but I- I'm gonna need uh, the listeners to sort of roll with me this week as I'm just like a bundle of energy with a bunch of stuff to talk about, and you're just like I'm existing in a world. Look at me, I'm a person. <laughs> I'm here. How you been, man? You good? I'm good, dude. I'm good. I've just been uh I've been super busy. I don't know. I don't I don't think we've gotten to talk about this yet, but I started like a new job, so mm-hmm. I don't remember if we talked about that on the last episode or not. We did not. I didn't think so because I didn't think it had happened yet. Yeah, I listened to the last episode on the way home. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've been I've been pretty busy with that, but you know, other than that, I've been I've been good, man. I've been good. What about you? Right on. How you been, dog? I am a bundle of excitement and energy. I'm feeling pretty good. Um, life's great, and Xbox Game Pass is great. Game Pass has been popping the past couple of months. Yeah, dude. Um, and there's a lot to get to. There's a lot we're doing this week. This week, we are talking about two games rather than our normal deep dive on one. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator first, and then we are going to talk about Psychonauts 2 First Impressions. I wouldn't say... We can give you a full perspective on the whole game because the game did just come out a week ago. Um, and neither of us have gotten the chance to get all the way through it, I believe, right? I have not. Yeah, me neither. Tight. I'm I like, had to I did have to stop myself this morning though at like almost 1 a.m. I was like, no, no, you need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Um, which we'll we'll get into that. Obviously, I think uh both of us have feel a lot more strongly about Psychonauts 2 than we did one. I got about halfway done with it. So nice. I, yeah, I'm about halfway ish done. Um, so we'll have a lot to talk about there. But first, we got news and notes, and there is a lot of damn news going on right now. Um, because Gamescom just happened, and I'm not going to go into everything that happened to Gamescom. Uh, if you want, again, we've said this. We'll. I've said it once. I said it a million times. If you want news, go to fucking IGN. Go to Kotaku. Go wherever you want to go for gaming news. This is not a gaming news show. We're just catching people up real quick. Yeah. Go to go to Game Informer. Go to GameInformer.com forward slash Halo Infinite has a release date. Woo! It's coming out in December. We're all fucking stoked for it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Halo Infinite has a release date. It's coming out December 8th. We're all very excited about it. Um, yeah, I'm just finally glad that we have a day on it. That I know, I know. when I can play it. Like, I feel like... the. I've played the game. Like we played the the technical al- like flight preview together. Yes. And I feel like n- now I feel like it's a real game. You right. know what I mean? Like up until this point I was just like, ah, they're just messing with me, right? Like they're just messing with us. They don't have a game. Like it's not a real game. And then they were like, "Hey, here's a release date." And I was like, "Oh shit, this is happening. It's happening." <laughs> Everything's happening all at once. Uh, we yeah. decided against doing a full episode about the technical preview because it seemed a little much. Um, but yeah. we did both play it, and I think just quick shoot overall thoughts. We both thought it was really good, right? Yeah, like it felt pretty solid. Like really, the only problems I felt like we ran into was some like server connection issues and some like weird goofs that happened with the the bots that they had for the weekend. And yeah. that's literally what the weekend was for, was to figure out those problems, was to figure out server problems and connection issues. So, you know, I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do. The build that we played was two months behind where they currently were in making the game. So if the game feels that solid already, oh, man, 
oh man, I think it's going to be good. I think yeah. it's going to be pretty good. It it sort of did. This news did come sort of like uh, it's a bit of a bit of the sweet, bit of the sour. Uh, this news of the release date did come uh, right after the announcement that Co-op and Forge will not be coming at launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and while that is a bummer, um, I feel like that's kind of been talked to death at this point. But it's a bummer. I think everybody acknowledges that it's a bummer. Yeah, but. I'm just happy to know that I'm going to be able to play the dang video game at this point, you know? Yeah, like, it. it's a big bummer for me that it's not going to have co-op at launch just because that's, like, a thing, you know, like a, a, a tradition where I would get together with another, like, Halo nerd friend and we would play through the campaign from start to finish at midnight the second that i could play it like it it, well not at midnight at like 12 15 12 30 by the time i drove home from gamestop and put it in my xbox and let it install and like we would play until we were finished it did it did not matter what time it was when we finished we played until the game was finished um and not having that is gonna be like kind of a bummer but i mean i can just do it by myself like it's you know yeah and i feel like for me uh as someone who has just started playing halo this year and is sort of marathoning through all the games right i'm like okay cool this is no different for me i'm just gonna play the solo campaign and then when co-op happens okay tight i have an excuse to play the game again that's cool um so for me not a huge deal and forge creation suite stuff is never a huge deal for me i don't get into that stuff at all. I really appreciate the community that does that's there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that's just never been something I've been mega into personally. Um, yeah, I'm not huge on, on forge either personally. Like the, people can make some of the coolest things out of it. And there's yeah. some amazing community made maps, games, everything in it. Uh, I cannot do that. <laughs> I Same. do not make those things. So it not being there is is a bummer from a community standpoint. But as far as like what I'm going to play, I wasn't going to play it anyway. Right, right, right. Of course. Um, so that's the Halo Infinite news. Uh, if you want any other uh, Gamescom stuff, there's a million different websites for that. There's a million different podcasts for that. Let's talk really quick about what is coming to Game Pass this month. I will say... Um, based on the stuff that we know, uh, is coming out for Game Pass this month, this is kind of a slower month, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, the last two months have been really heavy hitting with like, bam, The Ascent, bam, 12 minutes, bam, Psychonauts 2, sort of back to back to back. Um, I think this month is a really great month to get caught up. Um, yeah. Because Origami 2 is sort of the big game of this month. And, like, that game looks cool. It's sort of this stealth action ninja game. Um, the, the sort of Tenshu-like in feel, if you've ever played that game. But um, that's the big game of the month. And that's going to be cool. I, I, I'm excited to try that out at some point. But I don't think that's, like, a big can't-miss game you got to play this year game, right? So, right. A bit of a slower month. Uh, we did just get the article this morning, as we usually do. Uh, I have I've actually got this down to a schedule. On the first of every month at six a.m., they post the coming soon to Game Pass article, and I go read it immediately at this point to prep for the show. <laughs> <laughs> like I've got this shit down to a science. It's good old Megan Spur, the community lead of Xbox Game Pass. God bless her. Um, puts out this article at six a.m. on the Xbox website. So coming to Game Pass in the first half of September. Craftopia, which is a Japanese-made crafting life simulator game. Uh, Final Fantasy XIII on console and PC coming September 2nd. That game sucks. Don't play it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Tell me how you really feel. That game, listen, (laughs) I know that it's like a meme at this point that Final Fantasy fans hate final fantasy 13 i am not a final fantasy fan and i was like ah sure you know i'll play this whatever no don't do it it's bad um skip that one just just go right on over i've heard the sequels are better because they made two sequels for 13 but no just don't do it um signs of the sojourner is coming to cloud console and pc september 2nd 
this is a narrative card game. So it's like a deck builder, like a um, like a Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. but it's all based on the narrative and it's all conversation and no combat. So that sounds really interesting to me. Um, Surgeon Simulator coming out September 2nd. Um, it sure is Surgeon Simulator. It, it's, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. Uh, the rest of these are, are not really huge deal games, so I'm just going to run through them quickly. Crown Trick coming September 7th, Breath Edge coming September 9th, Nuclear Throne and The Artful Escape also coming September 9th. Uh, All of those are coming to console and PC. Breath Edge is also coming to cloud. Um, Also, in case you missed it, uh, just this past week, Quake 1, 2, and 3 were added on PC, and the first game is on console and cloud as well. So if you've got time, go check that out. Um, And... The last sort of big thing, it's not necessarily a new game, but it's an update to a game. Uh, The new expansion pack for uh, No Man's Sky is coming out this week. So that's another thing you can check out on Game Pass. Uh, Anything in there strike your fancy, Spence, or is that just a list of games to you? (laughs) Uh, That is just a list of games to me. I don't think any of them are like bad games. I'm not going to dunk on them or anything. I just nothing really like grabs my attention out of it. You know? Yeah. I, of those, I want to play, uh, what was it called again? Signs of the Sojourner. That, that narrative card game sounds really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, that would definitely be a you game. Yeah. Everything else about that game, uh, about that list to me is just like, that sure is a list of games. Yeah. Um, I kind of agree. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, but this is good, right? Like at the end of the day, like, I mean, it's not great, but at the end of the day, like sometimes you need time to catch up on all the other great shit, right? Yeah. You know, and I feel like this month is kind of like get caught up before October and every video game on planet earth starts coming out. Uh, I feel like this is a great month for that. Yeah. Um, really quickly. What is leaving game pass in the first half of September? Uh, not only is Forza Motorsport 7 leaving Game Pass, it's also leaving the entire Xbox Online ecosystem. <laughs> so, uh, if you haven't picked up Forza Motorsport 7 and you want to play it, get it now. Uh, its end of life is coming up on September 15th, meaning it will no longer be able to be sold and DLC will no longer be able to be purchased. So, if you've ever been into Forza or ever wanted Motorsport 7, get it. It'll be gone on the 15th for good. You'll only be able to buy a physical copy at that point. Um, The other stuff leaving, and this is a normal thing for Forza games. If you haven't followed Forza, uh, the way they do their licensing for all the cars and the music, it only lasts for a certain amount of time. And once that time expires, they have to take it off digital storefronts, which sucks. But I'm assuming that's the only way they can get all these car licenses. Yeah, it's gotta be because I'm sure that costs so much money. And then it's like, you know, well, the new one came out. Is anybody really going to buy the old one again? Sure. Other and than I mean, a physical copy, which would be a used copy. So, you know, why pay for it again? Or the license might have to move from Forza 7 to 8 or, you know, whatever it might have to move to. Sure. Yeah. I don't which know. Which makes the, sense. Yeah. I don't know the actual business logistics of how it works. I just know that every few years another forza game kind of gets pulled off the market and that just seems to be the way they do their business here yeah uh the other games leaving uh game pass also on the 15th company of heroes 2 this guy of four hotshot racing which is a fun little arcade racing game if you haven't tried that throne break of the witcher's tale and the dark crystal age of resistance tactics i got the full name on the first try holy <laughs> shit <laughs> that game has like way too long a damn title yeah um but uh oh and we talked about uh gta 5 leaving game pass last month red dead online is leaving game pass this month on the 13th um so once again rockstar works in mysterious ways only signing these three-month contracts on game pass keeping themselves flexible um but yeah that's that's what's headed to game pass this month um, like I said, I think, uh, you know, and it sounds like you kind of agree with me, Spence. This kind of sounds like a slow month. Yeah. As far as like new stuff goes, this seems, this feels a little slow to me. Um, like again, I don't, I don't think any of these games are bad games or I'm saying don't play them, 
but we're not, you know, we're not dropping bombs like they do some months. And, you know, that's fine. They can't do that every month, you know? Right. Exactly. And I mean, uh, and again, this could change, right? Because this is just the first half of the month. They could yeah. announce the second half of the month. Like, I don't know. Holy shit. Death Stranding is here. Don't hold me to that. I just pulled a name out of my <laughs> oh, ass. God. Oh, God. If, what are you starting? <laughs> I don't get the Internet rumors going. The Internet rumors are always uh, Kojima's working on something for Xbox and Sega's going to get bought by Xbox. So clearly any sign of life from that obscure podcaster <laughs> yeah uh i'm sure this will be pulled out and put on a comicbook.com article for clickbait on third um, episode of podcast this man predicts the future <laughs> i would love that i would love to be the subject of a clickbait article at some point in my life i think it would be really funny especially like a goofy one Right, for sure. Like, this man predicted the future of uh, Hideo Kojima's relationship with Microsoft. Like, that's so dumb. I love it. And I really want it to be, like, 30 years down the line. <laughs> right. Like, just, just a like, deep cut. <laughs> just an old, I'm just an old man at that point, and they try to, like, I don't know, how would we communicate in, in 30 years, like, via brain waves or some crazy yeah. shit? Yeah, they uh, send you a, a brain text. Yeah, they send me a brain text, and I'm like, Get the fuck out of my idea in my brain. We're on the Xbox One ABC because they ran out of numbers and letters. <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Get out of my brainscape. I just want to play my Xbox Series X. Yeah. <laughs> I still have it. It's a retro console. No, it's very nice. Um, <laughs> all right. That's the news and notes. Um... Let's get into our games this month, man. And I say games because we're covering two, dang it. Uh, I feel like we're going to have a lot more to say about one than the other. Um, so yeah. let's start with the let's start with the one that I don't think we're going to have as much to say about. And that is Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, we talked about this before the show. I think both of us bounced off this game pretty hard. Oh, yeah, I I, I bounced off like super hard, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because I feel like this game is like, if you're covering Xbox stuff, I feel like this game is really important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, cause to me, this is the game that sort of opened the floodgates of Microsoft and Xbox finally has exclusive per first party releases now. Yeah. This was the game that opened the floodgates, right? This was like the wow technical Marvel that sort of took over the internet, you know, thought space for a couple of weeks, right? Like. This is the beginning of the flood of all the great uh, Xbox exclusives that are, you know, coming in the next few years. Yeah. Uh, but for me, um, I, and I don't want to knock the game because I don't think that what it is trying to do is bad. But mm -hmm. I think for me, I, I think the, the kind way to say it, and you can tell me if, if this is where you're at. You have to meet this game on its level. You have to sort of come up and say, I am genuinely interested in the mechanics of learning how to fly. Right. And if you don't come and meet the game up at its level, um, I think you're going to bounce off of it super hard. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And like, there's that's not a bad thing at all. Like it this it's in the name of the game simulator <laughs> um and i i think that name has started to lose a little bit of its i don't want to say credibility but it feels like it has cuz we have like lawn mowing simulator um we have everything possible in the world simulator now and none of those feel like they're actually what that thing is like but flight simulator it feels like I needed to learn how to actually fly a plane. Yes. And it is made more difficult using it as a video game, especially on like a controller or a mouse and keyboard. If if you had a flight stick and like had the whole shebang and the whole setup, this might be more appealing. But for me with needing to actually learn how a plane works and how to fly it while also trying to learn the controls that felt kind of clunky to me. I was just immediately turned off. Yeah, for sure. I think the actual, when we talk about controls, this is something I wanted to bring up. I think the control of the plane itself is totally fine. Mm -hmm. 
you know, because you can like control the pitch and the yaw and the roll of the of the plane and all that stuff. And I think all that stuff functions perfectly well. For me, yeah. I think the issue is the menu navigation. Ugh, yes. I think the menu navigation requires a mouse. Yeah. Like it is this thing is built for PC, and you can tell um both in terms of its good features, the graphical fidelity, which is incredible. Um, and the bad features, mainly that the menu navigation and getting to where you need to get is a real pain in the ass. Um, and I get that, like, in a real plane, that is also a pain in the ass, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to knock it, um, because flying a plane is fucking hard. There's a reason Joe Blow, you and I don't do it, right? And this game gave me an appreciation for that. So I guess, you know, it's doing its job, right? Um, but in that way, it was just like, I I ended up getting to a point where I plugged a mouse into my Series X to control the, the menu navigation, and then I'd control everything else through the controller. So I'm like putting down and picking up the controller and moving the thing. To pick. Like, it, it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Dang. Um, you were way more committed than I was. Oh, dude, I was genuinely, I was trying to like, because I was doing all the tutorials and stuff, and I was genuinely, I was trying, man. I was trying to get to where this game wanted me to get. I wanted to understand it. I I wanted to get on its level, and I just, I could not get on its level, man. (laughs) Like, I I couldn't do it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. And I did some of the tutorials, and uh, and was learning it and trying to figure it out um and the like th- going through the menus and the camera like when I, if i okay i've never flown a plane before i'm not a planeologist um but uh, similar to driving a car when i if if you were to fly a plane you can freely move your eyes and head all around all over the place and it is probably easier to see all of these instruments and items that you need to see than when i'm trying to use my controller to like move the head around you know what i mean does that if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, for sure i get you that was the biggest headache for me was trying to see everything i needed to see plus being a little far away from the screen because i was playing it on on my couch um because that's where i you know that's where i play my xbox right so I think that kind of added into it too of like, this felt like I needed to be right in front of my monitor in a simulator way. Yeah. It just, it doesn't translate as well. Well, and I shouldn't even say that it doesn't translate well to the console because I mean, let's talk about this game's biggest strength, visual fidelity. This game is fucking gorgeous. Yes, it is. It is a beautiful game. Like, um just absolute technical marvel the fact that like all of the maps are fucking bing maps that they are streaming in to your world in real time like the graph and it's still running at you know if you have a 4k tv it's running at 4k 30 uh i'm all of my monitors in the house are 1080 because i'm in the stone ages um so all my stuff is running at 1080, 30, no problem. If you have a 4K display, uh, I did watch some like YouTube videos, and I don't know if this was your experience, Spence, but um, I did notice some occasional frame hitches at 4K 30, but for the most part, it's stable. Um, I didn't really notice any. Okay. But I, I did not spend an astronomical amount of time with the game either. Sure. Yeah, the the videos that I saw basically were um, in big cities. There were some occasional hitches down to like 28 FPS and then it would bump back to 30. Right. Mm, Okay. Um, so I never really did anything with the cities. I was mostly in like mountain areas. Interesting. Okay, I would definitely recommend at some point just popping the game on and just like placing yourself in like new york city or san francisco or like one of those major cities because that is an eye-popping sort of spectacle wow moment you know right um and for me for a big dum-dum that doesn't know how to fly plane good 
Um, that is the value of this game to me. Is this is a big ass, spectacular, wonderful to look at tech demo for the Xbox Series X. Yes, for me. I agree. For me, for people that want to meet this game up at its level, it's a hell of a lot more than that. And I don't want to just say that it's a tech demo. Don't bother. Move on. Right. I don't want to say that. But if you're a big old dumb dumb like me and you don't want to learn how to fly playing good. Download this game. Turn it on for an hour. Pick a city. Pick a location that you've always wanted to see up close. Um park your plane there and just look just look around at your surroundings and it is fucking unbelievably gorgeous um the the just technical acumen of this game is unparalleled i've seen some like big pc builders sort of calling it this generation's crisis because pcs like struggle so hard to run this thing at like ultra full max holy shit settings Mm mm-hmm I wouldn't say that this game is equivalent to Ultra on PC on Series X, but it's not that far off. Like, if you want to spend thousands of dollars on a full-on rig to play Fight Simulator at its absolute max, God bless you. I wish you nothing but the best in all of your future endeavors. But if you just want to experience this technical marvel as cheaply as you can without compromising too much... I think the Series X is the best place to do it. Um, Just in terms of cost benefit versus, you know, power that you're getting, there is really not all that huge a difference to my eye anyway. Uh, And I'm not a huge graphics snob to my eye between the Series X and the PC version on Ultra. Not a huge difference, which I think is a statement in and of itself. I, I thought about, downloading it on my pc just to see but i was also just kind of like is it really gonna be that big of a difference like i i don't know how like how it runs on a pc like i don't know if it's running over 30 frames per second like i don't know if it's running at 60 or anything like that but do i care enough to download a hundred some odd gigs no that's totally fair my understanding uh from what i have read and i haven't actually experienced this myself because i think my pc would actually burst into flames if i tried to even (laughs) install flight simulator on it yeah um from what i have read is that the game intends to be at a locked 30 but you can unlock the frame rate and get more okay yeah so yeah yeah, yeah. the game at its base is intended to be at a locked 30 but you can unlock that shit go to 60 120 740 whatever the fuck people target numbers people are targeting these days right Mm -hmm. uh just absolutely insane things you can do with a gaming pc so um i don't know man you got anything else to say about flight sim other than it's real pretty go fumble with it for an hour (laughs) i mean not not really like i'm not saying it's a bad game at all like that's i hope that comes across very clear that's not what we're saying uh, but I just, it wasn't for me, you know, I, it wasn't something that I was going to enjoy because even I got to, I did one of the like free flights where it just starts you in the air and it's like fly from here to this point. And I flew straight for like 20 minutes and I was just like, I'm really bored. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, this game's pretty, but God, I'm bored. Yeah. Um, it, so it very much. Yeah. The game expects you to like be cool with that <laughs> if yeah you, if you want to enjoy it at its level you know yeah and if you want to show off your uh what your series x can do on your uh on like a 4k tv to your friends or your family or whatever this is a great game to download to do that with um if you want to learn how to fly a plane i don't know this may not be a bad place to start <laughs> if you want a game that you can jump into in 15 minutes and know what you're doing don't play this <laughs> Right. You're going to be beyond frustrated. Yeah, for sure. Uh, So for me, um, I really don't want to give this game a thumbs down. But for me, it was it was thumbs down. No go. I wouldn't keep playing it. Yeah. On a personal level, 
thumbs down. Yeah, which is a bummer to say because, like, I think the game at its sort of zenith is good. I just, it's not for me at all. I would probably never touch this again. But I, I thought it was important to, and I'm sorry that I made you play this boring game that you hate. <laughs> um, I no, thought it was I mean, important to at least talk about. Yeah, and like, I mean, it, it's amazing that this game exists. Like, what it does and what it can do is a technical marvel and far beyond my brain. Like, I can't even begin to figure out how you would make something like this. And it works so well. Yeah. Um, and it's just not something that I want to play. I will watch people play it, but I won't play it. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's fine. Like, not every video game is going to be made for you. I don't have a tiny bit of an interest in FIFA. People love FIFA. You know, like, it's fine. Not everything's made for you. You know what I right. mean? Right. Play, exactly. play what you like. And if you don't like it, cool. Don't play it. Yeah. No, and I feel like over the course of the past couple episodes, people have sort of gotten a sense for our, our gaming tastes, you know? And I think this game is very much outside of both of our comfort zones. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I, I hate to give it a thumbs down, uh, but thumbs down. Uh, all right. So let's move on to something that I think we're both universally more positive on. Uh, the second game that we played this month is Psychonauts 2. Uh, just again, we talked about it at the beginning of the show, but just again, a quick reminder, uh, that we have both not played the full game. I'm about halfway through it. Uh, about how long are you in Spence? Did you like keep track of time? Um, I didn't really keep track of exact time, but I'll tell you, like, I just finished the first boss fight and went back to the like hub world and did the next little cutscene of like, go, uh, find this character kind of thing. Okay. So I'm trying to be very vague, <laughs> vague to not spoil things for people, but it, that that's, I think you probably know what I'm talking about. That's where yeah, I got Yeah. 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 I mean, we'll get into a little, a little bit of spoiler talk. I'm not going to go super heavy, but um, yeah, that's about four hours in, I think roughly, or at least that's about how long it took me to get to the point that you're talking about. Yeah. Um, that's probably about right. Yeah. So roughly like about four ish hours in. Okay. Um, so we talked a lot about Psychonauts, the first game last month, uh, which if you didn't catch last month's episode, we talked about the original Psychonauts. And I think our sort of universal feeling was, hey, there's some really cool ideas here. I really like the story. I like what's going on. But there is this sort of crust mm -hmm. of old game design problems and weird funky glitches. I got softlocked once. Um, just weird stuff. Uh, and clunkiness and wasting of your time that they could just chisel off, right? Yeah. Is it safe to say that they fixed most of that? I feel like a lot of that has been fixed for me. Um, it still feels like there's a lot of stuff to collect, but I yeah. don't feel like it's as much of like it doesn't feel like it's as much of a slog to collect it as it did before. Um, oh, what's it? What's it called? The purple currency. Oh, Citanium. Citanium. That's right. Uh, in the first game, when you would find this, uh, that or the similar form of it, you found one at a time. Yeah. And this game, you get like 10 at a time when you dig them up. So it's like, you know, stuff that cost a hundred coins or a hundred titanium to buy in the first game might cost the same thing in this game, but does it take me 700 hours to find it? Right. You know, like I'm not like, okay, well I'm going to sit down and play psychonauts for two hours. That two hours is specifically dedicated to finding titanium and that's it. Yeah. You don't have to, they have minimized the like grinding for the sake of grinding stuff. Yeah, for sure. I, I do think there is some stuff that still kind of bothers me. There is some stuff that I really like, though. Um, when you find side cores in the world, mm -hmm. they come with nine side cards and they yes. instantly level you up. Thank God. Um, that is a huge quality of life fix. You do still have to, if you collect the side cards separately, uh, you do still have to go to a shop and buy a side core and then turn them into a level. Mm -hmm. uh, you still have to do that manually, but... Rather than there being the one place you can do it in the whole game, 
there's now shops all over the hub world. Yeah. So there's multiple places you can do it. Um, it's not anywhere near as cumbersome as it is in the first game. Yeah. Uh, in the first game, there's a lot of moments where it's like, okay, well, cool. I can do this. So I have to go back here and then talk to this guy and then go do this and then collect nine of this and four of this and 12 of this. You don't have to do that anymore for the vast majority of things. They have cleaned up the sort of quality of life of a lot of that stuff. I do still feel like um, some of the Psy powers have upgrades and enhancements that you can get at the store that I still think is a little too pricey. Mm -hmm. That still feels kind of currency gated in a way that I wish they were a bit more generous with that. Yeah. Um, Because there's stuff in there that's like, it's like player expression kind of stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like here's like this fun dance emote or here's like different colors for your cyball and like all, all this kind of thing. Um, and then there's like actual like damage buff powers as well um, right. that are sort of locked behind uh, Citanium, which has Citanium has another one of my least favorite things in in games that have a currency system. You have to build up a full wallet to go buy a bigger wallet and then fill up that wallet to buy an even bigger wallet. That's some Legend of Zelda shit, and I hate mm -hmm. that. Uh, I can't stand that. So that is still there. There's So there's still some, right? They haven't 100% cleaned the slate of everything. There's still some clunkiness in the design. But overall, yeah. I think it is way better. Yeah, I think it's definitely better than it was. Like... I didn't feel like the whole game was a slog to find all this stuff. It, yes. it felt like you're just going to kind of naturally get it as you go. Um, you could grind it out if you want to kind of make, make it faster to get all the items that you want. Or if you have a specific item that you want to buy, you can kind of grind it out a little bit more. But it just kind of felt natural and like, you know, just pay attention along the way. And you'll find what you need. Right. For sure. It, it definitely feels like you don't have to go outside of your way of the main plot to actually get shit done. Right. Exactly. And that is, that's a huge thing for me. Yeah. I like being, having the option to do side quests. Like the, they give you a side quest and say, Hey, if you want to do this, you can, but not being forced to go like grind out levels because I hit a, a, a kind of like a cap where I need to be at this level to go forward is so much better because I hate doing that in games. Like, oh, I'm making great progress. I'm going to get through the story and then I can do whatever I want. I can play a new game. I can play the side stuff. And then you just hit like a wall and it's like, you need to be five levels higher. And I'm like, but why? And it's like to make this game longer. Good luck, dummy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there is at least one big level gate in Psychonauts 2. And it's entirely, or in Psychonauts 1. And it's entirely possible that we hit one in Psychonauts 2 because we haven't played the full game yet. Mm -hmm. um, but in what we've played, that does not happen, which is tight. It's so much better. Yeah. A um, couple other things I wanted to touch on. Uh, story. I think the story in this game of what I've played so far uh, is so much better. Like, and I liked the story of the first game. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought the story of the first game was really cool, but I love what they've done with this world and sort of questions that come out of the first game that they can now sort of answer and uh, give you a better sense of the depth of the world. Like, uh, I brief spoiler, I, we're not going to go super heavy on spoilers, but I did want to talk about this section. Uh, okay. Well, two sections in particular. Um, one, we talked about it last time that they used the phrase gypsy on several occasions. Uh -huh. They fixed that. They took it out. Good. Big thumbs up. Uh, and they changed it to um, Raz is from a fictional nation called Grulovia. And the main villain is also from Grulovia. And it has this sort of Eastern European sort of vibe to it. Um I don't expect a like whimsical platformer to deal with like 800 social issues at once. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. And this game already deals with a lot. It, is, it deals with PTSD. It mm -hmm. deals with depression. It deals with panic attacks. It deals with a ton of other stuff already 
in a really cool way. Uh, so just like getting away from that sort of awkward, you know, racial conversation with the Romani people, I think is totally fine. They fictionalize it in a way that I think makes total sense and still works with the old games. Right. Right. So that story wise is fixed. Great. Good job. Um, the other thing that opening level, the one that we played, uh, at the hospital and then the hospital that turns into a casino. Mm -hmm. I love the arc of that level because in throughout the entire first game, Raz is just like throwing his door willy nilly on people's heads and entering their brain without consent and fucking shit around. Right. Mm -hmm. He does a ton of that in the first game. And in the second game, he does that to one of his teachers and it causes a whole mess. Um, and I love how at the end of that Raz feels the consequences of that and is like, man, maybe I shouldn't be a psychonaut. Like maybe I'm not ready for this. You know, I I love the idea that they take this thing from the first game, the sort of lack of consent of Raz messing with people that is kind of troublesome and they take it and they turn it into this really cool narrative arc in the second game i think that's stellar that's fantastic yeah and i think it's almost kind of a good way to to kind of like i don't want to say retcon but like point out that the first game was like hey maybe that wasn't perfect (laughs) yeah and like hey maybe we should have been like oh yeah changing this stuff can be really weird yeah like the fact that they took this like very self-serious uh, professor of mathematics character and turned her into a gambling fiend. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, shows the level of damage to the psyche that a psychonaut can do. So it puts over the powers again, but it also can show sort of the consequences of what happens if this goes wrong. And I think that does a lot to put a lot of depth into the world. Yeah. And I think it kind of like, it makes that job feel more important and like it, it holds more, not like not like it holds more ground, but like that it, it is deeper than we initially thought in the first game. Because the first yeah. game is just like you can go in people's minds and do whatever you want, and in this one it's like no, 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 you need to take care of this. You right, you have to really care about like the position that you have and the job that you are doing, not just you know willy nilly do whatever you want. Exactly. Yeah. I think the line that they use is you're not here to fix people. You're here to fix the problems you're, they already have. Right. I think is the line that they use or something to that effect. And that just like puts the context of the psychonauts as an organization and as a group and what their purpose is in a whole new wild, interesting light that I think really makes the story overall better. Yeah, I agree. It, it adds more purpose to what you guys are doing. And you'll notice that as you get past that first mission, I know you haven't gotten past that first mission yet, because I've done a little bit past this. Mm-hmm. Raz changes the way he talks to people in the overworld before he goes into their head. Yeah. There is a very clear giving of consent before he goes in. And that's really great. Yeah. Um, you know, th- these actions have that. consequences. These actions have consequences and it changes shit. And that's great. And the humor's still really good too. And I feel like the comedic beats work a bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, I definitely, um, we talked about this last episode, but like the pauses between dialogue that sort of knocks off the comedic timing. Yeah, it was so weird. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to have to guess that was probably just like a technical limitation of the time. Yeah, probably. Um, but that's all been fixed. So awesome. That's great. Um, I think the whole opening level and the whole opening sequence, the interns, I love the sequence with the interns. Yeah. I mean, like the first time you meet them. Well, the first time you meet him is good and they like bully you or whatever. That's yeah. all like fine. I'm talking about after you go through the casino and they like introduce all of their powers as you're doing that little yes. section. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. yeah. I love that section so much because you don't know a whole lot about, you know, their names and you know that they're kind of mean to Raz, but you don't know anything about them right. until that sequence. 
And then they they fire off this sequence of back to back to back. Raz is platforming, and then the girl who does ice power shoots her ice out, and he slides, and he's able to get to a thing he couldn't get to before. Yeah. Or, um, like, kid with wind powers is able to give you more lift on your gravity. It's so great. It's so good. It's like a, um, it felt like a James Bond sequence, where, like, yeah. the squad has come together, and we all have our powers. Or maybe, like, the Expendables would be a better comparison. Um where the squad's all here and we all know what we're doing and we're going to get this thing done. I love that sequence so much. Um, and I am just really hopeful that there's a lot more like that. Um, in fact, I can tell you there is a lot more like that because I went out of my way to find the Jack Black level. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, I went to IGN and looked up their wiki and I was like, okay, which of these three levels that I can do is the one with Jack Black in it? And they were like this one. And I was like, great, I'm going to play that one. Cool. That's the one I'm doing. That's the one I'm doing. I absolutely wanted to do that one before uh, before we went and talked about it. 100% just a really rad level. I'm not going to spoil it because you haven't played it yet. But mm-hmm. basically, long story short, it deals with the five senses. And it's sort of themed around this 70s psychedelic rock band. Um, and, of, and Jack Black is the main character. In it, and of course, Jack nails that role. 200 percent okay is so great uh it deals with sort of these psychedelic themes and those psychedelic themes leading to panic attacks uh so it deals with how he deals with panic attacks and the panic attack enemies are really interesting to fight um they're a lot harder i think than a lot of the other sort of just like rote standard enemies that are around before that Mm -hmm. um really great the level design is still really good the collecting feels fun um here's my question for you spence okay do you feel like you still need to play psychonauts one um if you're brand new to psychonauts you've never played any of this stuff having now played both games do you feel like you need to have played psychonauts one to enjoy psychonauts two to enjoy it no um Story-wise, it seems like there's some stuff that I missed and by not finishing the first game. Um, but they also have a thing in the extras menu that just says, hey, this is what happened in Psychonauts. So yeah. just do uh, that, honestly. A lot of that stuff, a lot of that stuff I will say is from the VR game that they put out a few years ago. Oh, I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, there's a VR game that was, I think, PSVR exclusive called Rhombus of Ruin that was like it was two hours. Mm. Um, that whole section they talk about in the previously on Psychonauts where they talk about rescuing Zanato, they talk about rescuing, uh, uh-huh. Lily's dad. That's Rhombus of Ruin. Okay. Yeah. So that wasn't in the first game. Okay. Yeah. So now nah, nah, just, I think you'll be okay. That's kind of the vibe I have too, but like, there's part of me that's like, man, that Milkman conspiracy level, despite the problems I had with it, was still really good. And it's still kind of lingering with me. Mm-hmm. And like, I want people to experience that. But at the same time, literally everything else, I'm like, yeah, sure. The story kind of. You could just watch the animated sequence, which I really like the animated sequence, by the way. It's really well animated. Yeah. And like. I, I don't want to say don't play the first game, but I just think that you'll you'll enjoy psychonauts 2 a lot more they fix a lot of the problems that i had with the first one Mm -hmm. um and it just it feels more fun it feels more smooth and fluid and like the game just kind of like kept rolling you know where in the first game i felt like i would get done with something and then i would get back to the hub world and i was like okay well now what the hell am i supposed to do or yeah, like, like you're, what do I how much time do I need to spend grinding out one piece at a time this stupid currency to go buy something? Yeah, it almost feels like there were portions of the first game that it feels like stalled out. Yeah. And in the second game, I have not halfway through it. I have yet to feel that like stalling out moment of like, oh, what do I go do? Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And you're farther than I am. So, you know, better than me. Sure um but yeah no so for me of all the problems that and i i I listened to last month's episode before i i came to do this Mm -hmm. uh, because i do like to listen to it to see if there's like stuff we can call back to and fix um we were really fucking negative (laughs) 
on a lot of stuff in Psychonauts, which is weird because we both enjoyed it. Um, yeah, man, that that clunkiness in a game that's otherwise really good can be almost doubly frustrating. It to me, it is doubly frustrating because I want to enjoy the game. I want to play the game. I like everything else about it, but then the controls are so clunky, or like doing the grinding out the currency stuff, and I'm just like, I hate that I'm doing this. Yeah, like I, I annoyingly continue to play it as opposed to Psychonauts two. So far, I'm just like, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. Yeah. For sure. So um, uh, let's see. I think that's about all I had on Psychonauts 2 other than big, dirty thumbs up. It's awesome. Go play it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Like um, this, this is the first like of the Microsoft exclusives that have been sort of rolling down the hill. I haven't tried out the Ascent yet, and I've heard some wonky things about 12 minutes, yeah. um, which is a shame. Uh, I don't super want to get into it here on the pod, but yeah, uh, don't want to get into it. Um, but Psychonauts 2, everything that I've played about it is just like, hell yeah, this is great. I am. Uh, I'm pretty into it so far. I, I want to continue playing it like so far. Most of the games we've played after I finish it or whenever, like like Psychonauts, when I got far enough in where I was like, I can talk about this. I was like, OK, I'm done with this, but I yeah. want to go finish Psychonauts 2. I do, too. I absolutely I want to go finish it. Uh, game is only like, according to how long to beat, it's only like 14 hours. Yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. So like this is a completely manageable game that you can go finish in a couple weeks. And it's great. Go play it. If you want to play the first game, I guess you can, but you don't have to, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go get it. Anything else you wanted to hit on that before we move on? So you mentioned uh, Jack Black, and I wanted to see, have you noticed or, like, recognized any of the other, like, quote-unquote, like, celebrity big names that they had in the game? I haven't really. Because they had, like, a graphic that had the names of the people that were included in it. And I want to know if you recognize the the couple in... uh, in the casino level that are trying to get a baby. You know, there was something familiar about their voices uh, and the fact that they had this whole like wacky bit about their, Oh, we're extremely rich. You know, yeah. like, there's something like weirdly familiar about them, but I didn't recognize the voices. No. You want me to tell you who they are? Go for it. Uh, it's James and Elise Willems from Funhouse. No shit. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I knew how I cool is that? The, that's really cool. I knew I recognized them from somewhere, but I couldn't place it. Yeah, James has a uh, a video talking about how like he got involved with the project and stuff because he loved the first game so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did a show on their channel of everyone showing their other people in Funhouse their favorite games during quarantine because, you know, nothing else to do. Let's show everybody our favorite video games. Right. Uh, and like that kind of started like gaining attention. And then it kind of snowballed into they were both voice actors in the game. That's awesome. I was that's like, that's super, super cool. cool. Like that it's your favorite game. And now you like you went from being like a kid that loved a game and now you're in it. You know what I mean? Like that's like the arc. Yeah, for sure. No, that that's awesome. I didn't I didn't know that. I love that sequence, too. That sequence yeah. is all really funny. Like. We have so much money. We have so much money. We would give a gazillion dollars to anyone that would allow us to have a baby. All we want is a baby. And then at the end, when you give them the baby, they just want them as a tax write-off. I lo- I immediately love whenever they get the baby and the the woman character is like, when does this start fulfilling all of my hopes and dreams? <laughs> <laughs> so good like that's exactly what we're talking about with the humor like i feel like the humor of this game like lands so much better yeah it's It's, the comedic timing for sure it's so great it's so good yeah uh i would definitely recommend you go play this one if if you want to play the first one i'm not gonna tell you not to um but just be prepared that there are a lot of things that i'm i i got pulled out of the game because of it yeah. Uh, versus the second one, so far nothing has like deterred me from wanting to play it. And I don't usually play a lot of games like this either. I say this is super not your genre. 
for sure. Yeah, and so. like I I play games like this, like Crash Bandicoot. I've played a lot of the older Ratchet and Clank games. I want to play the new Ratchet and Clank game whenever I can finally get a PS5. Um, so like I, it's not that I hate these games. It's just not my usual thing that I pick up. Yeah, no, and that's super fair. Um, I love this game. This game is absolutely in my wheelhouse. It is absolutely my jam. Uh, I was sort of like thumbs in the middle on Psychonauts 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, just there were some issues with it. Like, same thing you were saying. But for me, this is gigantic thumbs up. Worth your time and money. If ga- if you're, for some reason, listening to an Xbox Game Pass podcast and don't have Game Pass somehow, um, spend money on it. Otherwise, play it on Game Pass. It's phenomenal. Go play this game. Even if you haven't played the first game, go get it. It's so good. Yeah. Play it. Do it. It's good. Speaking of playing shit, Spencer, what other video games have you been playing in our Xbox Game Pass podcast? Uh, I forgot that I've been playing a game that's also on Game Pass. Uh, on stream, I have been playing Hades. Yes! Play Hades. Yes. That game's yeah, no- sick. Hades is super good. I've also been, uh, whenever it came out on Game Pass, I tried it out on xCloud with the touch controls on phone, and it works. Yeah. Which is stunning. I was surprised that so many people were talking about how good the touch controls work. I hate touch controls. Me too. So hearing that they're good on something is like, oh, maybe there is hope for this. <laughs> right, exactly. Now, Hades slaps. Uh, you, you, you're loving it, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's super good. I have got through to like the, I guess, fourth area, the, oh, something of sticks. What is it? The River of Sticks? Not the River of Sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, that's where I'm at. Uh, Like when you run into Cerberus and you're like, please don't make me fight this dog. Please don't make me fight this dog. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. And then it's like, okay, I can do other stuff instead of fight the dog. Thank God. Yes. For sure. No, you don't have to fight the dog, and that's so great because I love I love Cerberus so much. He's yeah. such a he's such a sweet boy. Um, we've been doing a little bit of Sea of Thieves on the weekends. Um, yeah, that's about it though. I haven't really been playing a whole lot lately. Um, between like trying to play games for this and on and stream, and then other other work stuff, I've just been like. I've been too busy to play video games, man. I'm getting that stupid adult time. I hate it. I just want to play video games and watch cartoons and eat pizza rolls. <laughs> yeah, same, dude. It's pretty <laughs> wild. But that being said, um, I've actually had a lot that I've been playing through over the past month. Um, I'll, I'll go over it all sort of briefly because I don't want to... A lot of the stuff... Uh, that you hit on is the same stuff I've been playing. I've been playing Sea of Thieves with you, obviously. The new Sea of Thieves expansion is great. Um, it's a lot of fun. Go play it. If you don't like the sort of emergent world stuff of Sea of Thieves, this takes all that out and just gives you the world. It's great. Um, I've also been playing uh, Hades on Touch Controls, which I mentioned. I finished Halo 4. Um, I had the hot take last month. Mm-hmm. I am standing by my hot take. It is the best Halo campaign. Okay. I stand on my hot take. I will live and die by that. I love that campaign. It's so good. The end boss fight is a little whack. I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. I stand on my decisions. I think Halo 4 is awesome. Are you going to play uh, 5 next? Yeah, I haven't I haven't uh, scheduled out when I'm going to because I've, I I got to finish Psychonauts 2 and then I've got other stuff uh, yeah. that I need to get to. Okay. But uh, I will play it before Halo Infinite comes out. I'll be curious to <laughs> see how you feel about that. One. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> like, I don't know if dreading it is the right word, but I'm like, I've heard, you know? Yeah, not but like, like really that... looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm like, okay, let's get through this before. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel um, like. Finished up uh, Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda, the new expansion that just came out. Uh, I won't go super heavy on this. I like Marvel's Avengers more than I think every other human likes that game. <laughs> um if yeah. you didn't if you didn't like marvel's avengers before this expansion will not change your mind but if you liked marvel's avengers i think it's a really good four-hour story expansion and black Fan- black panther is hella fun to play um they didn't fix the end game loot loop but the game itself if you like beat-em-ups is fun go play it um one last one uh that's a little obscure 
this is a Game Pass game, so go try this out on Game Pass. Lumens Remastered. This is a puzzle game. I'm okay. not normally into puzzle games. Um, but it's sort of this rhythmical music-based puzzle game where the idea is that you need there's two colors of blocks and you need to form those blocks into uh a square, basically. Um okay. it's really straightforward. Um, but the blocks only clear when a line passes across the screen, uh, that clears them off. Okay. Um, so you can sort of like set up combos in this way where like part of the screen will clear, uh, and that will set up another box that will then clear as the line continues to pass through. It's really cool. I think it's a great game if you've got like 10, 15 minutes and you just want to play something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it's awesome for that. Um, if you like Tetris, if you played Tetris Effect on Game Pass, which was a recent Game Pass game uh, that came out around the launch of the Series X, uh, I think play this, you'll love it. I don't like puzzle games, generally speaking, uh, and I had a blast with it. So that's about as ringing an endorsement as I can give of it, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's about it for me. Um, and I think that's getting close to wrapping us up for the show. Um, let's talk really quick about what we're doing for the next couple of shows. Um, cause we're doing sort of this different take on how we pick games for the show for the next couple of months as we lean into the fall game season. Yeah. Spencer, what are we doing for the next couple of months? So for the next month, which is going to be October, we're obviously going to play a horror game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we've fully decided on one yet because Mark has kind of given me the reins on this one since uh, horror is is my space. And it's very much not mine. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I will say looking at Game Pass, um, I'm leaning towards Man of Medan. Okay. Um, I will <sighs> say I've played Man of Medan. I've played it two or three times now. Um, but I think it, it, it's not a super long game. And if you wanted to go through it multiple times, you would probably be able to, cause there are ways to get varying endings and varying like survivors. So I think that's going to be an interesting one to talk about. That's the main, re- I'm mainly leaning into it for the purpose of the show. Not because I think it's an amazing horror game. Sure. I am just so glad you didn't say evil within or outlast two. Yeah, I was absolutely not going to put you through Outlast 2. That is, that's a little much for non-horror fans. I am just uh, so happy that you picked, a th- like, a thriller. I can deal with a thriller. A thriller yeah. is reasonable. I can deal with that. Okay, we're fine. Everyone, we're fine. <laughs> You're looking at, like, 99% jump scares. I can deal with that. That's yeah. okay. And mo- eventually, you'll kind of be like, yeah, these are kind of obvious jump scares. Like, it is very much, tr- it is very campy and tropey of horror, in my opinion. I, that is the horror I like. I like cool. campy, tropey, silly. So, like, I'm okay. I'm good. I was dreading this episode. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to go with that. Uh, and then after that, we're doing, what, Forza? No. After that, no. we don't know what we're doing. So we have um, sort of the agreement that we've made is that you were going to take the reins and pick the horror game. And then I would pick for November, the month after, something light. To get our minds off of this horrible horror game. Yeah. Uh, which it doesn't sound like it's going to be quite as horrible as I anticipated. Uh, I am leaning towards a couple of games right now. Uh, the couple I'm leaning towards, we we agreed we wanted to do something smaller, something indie, something light. Um, before we got into the big fall releases of Forza Horizon 5 and Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. I am leaning towards one of Boyfriend Dungeon. Oh, God. Or uh, Dodgeball Academia. Those are the two I'm leaning towards, but I'm leaving it open in case something comes out in the next month or so. Yeah. It's like, this seems really light and fun and I think we should talk about it. Right. Um, But that's sort of where my leanings are right now. We'll see as we get closer. Okay. Um, And then obviously we're going to do Forza and Halo. Like, I don't think that's a surprise. Yeah, those are obvious ones. Yeah, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. And that'll wrap up the year. We have a whole year, rest of the year planned here, dude. Look at us. Look at us. Who'd have thought? Look at us. Never would have thought. Who'd thought, have thought huh? any, any form of production that I'm involved in would be planned in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. 
we've got like never happens never happens we've got a whole plan for like the rest of the year and the start of 2022 what the hell is this we're like professionals or something it's almost like we're getting old yeah it's almost like i've worked in production for like fucking almost 15 years jesus (laughs) this is fine everything's fine everything's fine i'm gonna go watch pokemon after this and feel young again (laughs) And on that bombshell, as we melt into the earth and our decaying bones just descend into dust, that's going to do it for SparkPass this week, folks. So um, check us out on Twitter, at SparkPass. Um, you can email us at SparkPass at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts on any games that we have played previously. I'd love to do a mailbag. So let us know what you think of any yes. of the games that we've played. I would love to hear from you. Um you can follow oh really quick i started if you're a fighting game fan i started a tournament series called the hookup this week um so that's going to be a mostly weekly fighting game tournament series which means i'm back on twitter lay oh this guy yeah uh you can find me on twitter at the hookup fgc if you want more information on that uh spencer what you got for the end of the show um i think that's about it man thanks for kind of taking the reins on this one i appreciate it um, no problem dog. getting busy I... with work stuff has uh has really like slowed my life down yeah for sure i mean it's different it's a different atmosphere it's a different vibe uh but they can follow you on twitter at mpi creates and all yeah, the other you, platforms you can follow me everywhere that is a social media platform at mpi creates uh except for facebook i don't use that garbage um <laughs> but yeah twitter twitch instagram youtube all those places come find me. Twitter is my main place that I live. So for sure, you can find me in all those places. There you go. Um, and we will hope to find you on the next episode of spark pass. Thank you so much for your time, effort and energy. And we'll see you next month for some spooky games. Ooh, it's going to be spooky. Ooh, I'm going to piss myself. <laughs> I'm going to laugh at how scared Mark gets. It's going to be a time. Thanks so much, everybody. Take care.